0: there and welcome it's take two with Jerry and Debbie and you that's right it's your show for over eight years you have been the ones to make the show what it is each and every day and we appreciate that so much I'm Jerry Usher with Debbie Giorgiani and the show team hoping praying you had a blessed weekend it was a weekend for us as well Hope that you weren't too sizzled by the sun. A lot of heat <laughs> stuff going on around the country. Hope you were careful and did all the right things. We sure are, we're sure sure you are because you're smart people. Take two families. So... But Debbie, we have a topic today that, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be able to resonate with and hopefully have something to share about.
1: Yeah, this is a deep topic. Um, This hits uh, really hard for me personally because I've walked through this. Um, So we're asking the question today. So think about it for a moment and then please weigh in with your phone call. Did you fight your divorce? So if you went through a divorce, did you fight it? With all of your might, did you try every, every single thing uh, you could imagine to try and save the marriage, save um, the family intact? And it's, it's a tough, it's a tough um, circumstance to be in. Um, we don't want it to be uh, re-triggering or traumatic for you. Um, but please, if you can talk about it, it would help others. Um, I went through it in 2006 and 2007. It was brutal. That's uh, about the, about the I think, the best word I could pick for it. It was brutal. So did you fight your divorce? That's what we're asking today. Here's the number. Please, you don't have to be Catholic to call in. We uh, consider you part of the family. Matt Kabinsky's waiting to take your call at 833-288-3986.
0: Yeah, and remember on this show, we, it, we, we consider it a safe place on the radio, so we're not we're not trying to uh, have you uh, like like Debbie said you know it can, can bring up some maybe some uncomfortable memories or something we we don't want that to happen but we just want to have a conversation about this because it does happen unfortunately a lot uh, many divorces of course are not fought or contested but some very much are so maybe you, maybe you wanted to stay in the marriage and it didn't work out that way for you please help us with your take your lived experience here 833 833- 288 EWTN 833 288 3986
1: And it gets even more brutal Jerry when you uh enlist a lot of um clergy in the church to help um in the fight to to save the marriage and you know it it is when you hit that time when even the priests um who are consulting on the situation they say mm, it's over it's over there's not much more you can do That is a tough... Mm. Uh, point, uh, especially when you hear it from the people that you trust the most, um, your pastor or priest. And it, it's, I, I can't even describe it. It's brutal. It's absolutely, it's a nightmare that you just wish you could wake up from and just say, oh, this is, this was just a bad dream. You know, this di- this wasn't real. Um, so did you fight your divorce? We want to know um, just the details, whatever you can share without it harming you emotionally because it is a, an emotional Deep emotional wound, I believe, um, when you go through a break like that—a death. It's a death. It's a loss. It's horrible. Now, Jerry, you were the 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 ch- um, a child of divorce. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. share anything about that from your perspective?
0: Well, I do know there was tension in the house. M- long before the actual divorce and I was seven when my parents got divorced so to be able to remember that at such a young age tells me that there was strife in our home long before uh, I reached the age of seven and my parents decided to divorce and go their separate ways and then yeah I didn't have uh, much access to my father after that really for my whole life and our mother you know she did a great job trying to raise us by herself she remarried a couple times you know because she thought she always had to have have a man in the family for her four sons and you know, so it was. Uh, I I I I didn't see uh, a marital commitment um, uh, exhibited or shown uh, in my life. You know, it was. I didn't see a good example of it. Is what I'm, what I should say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my parents either of them. You know, uh, contested the divorce or not, but. Yeah, it was It was definitely something that uh, left some scars and wounds and, you know, been kind of been digging out of those, you know, for most of my life. And thanks right. be to God, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now. So mm-hmm. I give God glory for that.
1: It only took you 60 plus years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right no it's it is true though because it does last a lot for a lifetime especially when you when um, families still have uh, family gatherings and events and stuff and so the both parents are there and there can be tension with that if there's if there's been a divorce. We don't want this to trigger any emotional uh, trauma for you at all um, but but please if whatever you can share, it would really help the rest of the world that's listening. And if you're entering into marriage, please listen closely because um, divorce, it, I think, is horrible. That's why in, in the Bible it says uh, God hates divorce. Well, um, I really believe it's because of what it does to everyone. It, it It just wounds everyone. It just hurts them deeply. And if there's another person involved in the relationship, you know, some kind of um, you know uh, an affair or something like that of of that nature, and another person is involved. It get, makes it even worse. It gets really, really ugly. That's the best way I can describe it. What any comments on that, Jerry?
0: Um, no, but I can imagine that you were right about that because uh, I think that's uh, something you experienced as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, with well, phone lines are filling up here quickly. We have one line open. Did you fight your divorce? 833 Eight three three two eight eight Three nine eight six. You can send. Keep them short if you can. Email to take two at ewtn.com. We are streaming the video as we always do on Facebook and YouTube. Hello to you, great people there. And you can post on the show website anytime at take two show.com. But uh, yeah, it's a. It's a deep topic today, but yeah, like like you said, Debbie, I think you made the point, you know, there may be young couples preparing for marriage right now, getting ready or newly, newly married, or maybe people going through a strife-filled marriage who might hear something that somebody shares on the show today, and that could perhaps turn their entire relationship around. It's one of the Make things I love twice, about this yeah. show. Yeah, I love that about this show. You see, Take-Two Family, you... You teach each other, you inspire each other, you challenge each other, and that's what we're really going to see some of today. I, b- I have to believe.
1: I totally agree with you, and um, you know, some people say the grass is, you know, always greener on the other side, or something like of that nature. But you know, it's not true. You're just trading one set of problems for another set of problems. The grass is not greener; it's just different. And it's there's so many factors that you have to consider. The fact that you have a commitment, a covenant, a relationship, you 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 took those vows in front of. God, you, you promised to be um, open to a family and a family came along and you have responsibility uh, for all that. So there's a lot there's a lot to share, a lot to be said about this topic. Please folks, this is important. We could help other families, other marriages. Here is the number. Pick up that last open phone line. 833 288-3986. We'll-
0: Well, a lot of you want to weigh in on this topic, very sensitive topic, but I think an important one to talk about. Have uh, did you fight your divorce? If you want to share any uh, details about that, maybe you did fight it and stayed in your marriage. Maybe, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe you ended up actually finally getting divorced. But you can you can use your confirmation name if you want, or make up a name you always wish you had. But we just invite you to share and, and inspire and hopefully educate and, and inspire. I'm going to use that word again. Others who are listening right now at 833-288-3986. And we'll start with Tony in just a minute. Um, EWTN has a beautiful new e-book, and it is free. And it's about the Eucharist. You've got you to get a copy of this. You can journey deeper in your understanding of the Eucharistic mystery and understand the eucharistic story of god's love for us from the old testament all the way to the institution of the eucharist just download the free absolutely free ebook the 12 stations of the most holy eucharist at ewtn.com/catholicism that's the 12 stations of the most holy eucharist ewtn.com/catholicism Okay,
1: we will go to Tony first in Westwood, Massachusetts, listening on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Tony. Welcome to Take Two.
2: Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, the, the purpose for my for calling in is to really to help people who are going through a divorce or going in that direction. Uh, unfortunately, I went through a, a really devastating divorce uh 10 years in court and um, uh, garden met litem and the whole bit. And um, there's a couple things that I would recommend um, and, and that hurt me and hurt the children. If you have children, um, I was uh, very, I could not get by my, my vows were, were meant, every, meant everything to me. And, I mean, hindsight, um, the divorce had to happen. My divorce was annulled, uh, thank thank God. But I stayed with my vows too long, and it to the detriment of hurting the kids. So when the kids are getting hurt, uh, I could not face getting. I could not face getting divorced. I actually had a um, a transformation. And um, I was at church one day. I went to church every day, and um, I had—the Lord was looking at me, and the Lord told me um, after probably, I don't know how many, how many minutes with him, he said, you must forgive your wife. And that freed me. He fre- the Lord freed me to get a divorce and move forward for my kids' sake. So i that's one recommendation I would make, is that um, you've got to deal with reality. Um, the second thing is that both parties are not willing to go into counseling. I was willing to go into counseling, and I tried to do everything I, can, I could to save the marriage, but my former wife did not. So there's if there's no there's no transparency and one one side is not willing to open up uh you, you can't reconcile you can't save the marriage um the other the other part third part that I would say is is to put all your trust in God because God delivers and God knows the plan
1: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Tony, God does know the plan. And um, you know, you're spot on about if 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 two don't want to go to counseling or to try and make it work, it's it's really difficult because they have their free will, you know. They're they're able to make their choices and God um respects our free will. He doesn't infringe upon that. So you know, it's it's tough for us to bend the other person's will when we know the outcome, when we know what what is going to happen if if they don't if they don't um, kind of fall in line, right? So it's it it makes it very very difficult in a in a marriage in a relationship. And a lot of people will will criticize from the outside. Tony, I don't know if you experienced this. I did. They would say, "Really, you couldn't get help? Really, you couldn't get?" him to show up at this meeting or show up, you know, you can't force someone uh, to do something they are, they are unwilling to do or resistant in, in that nature. And I'm, I'm like you, Tony, I, I uh, by the grace of God, received an annulment as well and so that allowed me to really reflect uh, upon what what transpired and and what you know can take me to the next spiritual level um through this very painful situation but tony would you agree that divorce is absolutely brutal you use the word devastating i agree um it's brutal and i think when people go into marriage, they, they need to go in with their eyes wide open and realize that when, especially when children are in the marriage, in the family, they have an added responsibility to hold on and to fight and safeguard and, and protect uh, the the marriage. What do you say, Tony?
2: Um, I agree with everything of that. And, and and the worst part, and I feel terrible for my kids, is the kids, the kids have to go through this. And it's, it's, it, and it's, Whatever the reason is, if you know someone is selfish, someone's got problems. But the worst part, you know, if you don't have kids, that's one thing. But when you have kids, you've got to go 150 percent and do everything that you can mm-hmm. to try to keep the marriage intact, provided that it's not unhealthy and it's bad atmosphere for the children. And that's and that was my situation. I held on too long. I covered everything up, mm-hmm. and my kids got affected way too much longer than they should have been. They should not have been in the shoes that they were in if I had said, you know what, this is not healthy. This is something wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was I, I was quite honestly um, manipulated in a lot of ways. I, I was surely not perfect. I made mistakes, and I, to mm-hmm. this day i will be humbled to, to, you know, to... No. to Ask for forgiveness and the whole bit, but it's always take two. It takes two. The other thing, the other thing that I learned a lot, I I, uh, I got a lot of counseling. But this gentleman, he's not a Catholic. He's not a. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. But one thing he taught me, and this would be for people who are contemplating marriage, or they're already in marriage. You know, our childhood. And our upbringing and our childhood, we bring a lot of that stuff into our marriage.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you haven't dealt with your childhood, and if you were, if you were grown up in a what they call a chaotic or chaos family, where there was a lot of chaos in that family, and your brain is wired to chaos, you're going to carry that into your marriage, and you're going to carry that into your kids. So if you come from a you know, a chaotic background, you need to get help in order to figure out what happened, in order to do techniques. And when I say techniques, the thing that helped me the most was meditation, reading the scriptures, and going to church every, every single day. Because you have to quiet your mind, and you can't add to the chaos
0: yeah Tony I appreciate everything that Debbie said and sorry for your situation, only a couple things that I could add, and one, you know this already, we all know this, every marriage is unique. Um, people, flawed human beings are going to be the ones entering into marriage, and um, the church offers, in many cases, uh, solid marriage prep, but maybe maybe not enough of it, but still, I, I don't know that any amount of marriage preparation classes or, or things you go through at church can really prepare a, a man and a woman for what they're going to experience in the relationship as the years go by. and and, and just just finally, you mentioned kids, and this is not a judgment on anyone, but you mentioned the, the, the devastation this has on the kids. And Debbie's and my good friend, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, has a saying. He says, uh, divorce is when the parents put down the cross and the kids pick it up. And uh, that's, uh, that's really, uh, it's really true in many cases. So mm-hmm. anyway, Tony, we've got to run a lot of calls here. But thank you so much for getting us started here on this program.
1: Mm-hmm very good call okay we'll go to mary in amarillo texas and mary's waiting so patiently on saint valentine radio hi mary welcome
4: hello the question was did you fight your divorce and i want to say that i fought my divorce with everything i had because i didn't want it and i had a son and i wanted to keep our family together but that didn't happen and Here's what I learned from that very devastating experience. Uh, my provision was not from my husband, but from my God. Mm-hmm. And He taught me, our God, mm-hmm. our Savior, taught me, you must forgive your husband. And I will make sure that you and your son are taken care of. And that's what happened. I mean, this is decades ago, and now my son is an adult. And, you know, my husband and I are long divorced, but I forgiveness has blessed us so that we uh, have friendships. And we still are a family as much as anybody can be when there's divorce. And I would, I just want people to know that God, you trust in the Lord, Mm -hmm. and He will provide if your heart is right with Him. And I've been so blessed in my life, even though I had the Terrible, painful experience Uh, God has taken care
1: of me And I just praise Him for that And I wanted to share that What Okay, go ahead, you go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. I was just going to say real quickly Mary I couldn't agree more I had many priest friends share the same thing with me about forgiveness they said that that this uh, um, very hard situation that I was going through with the divorce they said it could either um, get you really close to God or it, it's going to have you just drift away and I was determined to get really close to God so with that came the forgiveness and everything that that you you have to step outside of yourself you have to it almost feels you know it, it can feel very humiliating at times because you're you know you're trying to do um, everything that's right by God but in the situation you're in it it, it, it can become with it with the personality dynamics it can be very difficult so I agree with you Mary if if folks um, uh, can go above that stay and take the high road and really you um, really a practice forgiveness and kindness and all sorts of things that that are the beautiful virtues, I think um, all can benefit from a very, uh, very sad and very tragic situation. Jerry?
0: Well, I was just going to say something similar to what you said, Uh, Debbie, you turned strongly to the Lord, and it sounds like Mary, you did as well. And what it reminded me of, Debbie and I are really big on mentioning the Surrender Novena Father Delinda Ruotolo, because Mary, you, you really laid it out beautifully. You heard the Lord say to you, um, you know, I will take care of you and your son if you just focus on me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we also mentioned sometimes on this show, uh, Fulton Sheen's Bishop Fulton Sheen's famous saying three to get married. Well, sometimes those three become two, and you need to really turn, you know, rely on God all the more in circumstances like that. And it sounds like you did that, Mary.
4: I, I, I did. And I was blessed for it. And so I just encourage everyone to just trust in the Lord. Do everything you can to save your marriage. And if you can't, just trust in Him and He will take care of
1: you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we both said amen at the same time. Mary, thank you so much. God bless you. You're a beautiful soul helping other Take-Two family members. That is wonderful. Jerry?
0: All right, let's get started with Brenda here in Maryland. Brenda, we may have to pause briefly for a break. It's coming up in two and a half minutes, but we wanted to get started with you anyway on the air here. Hi, Brenda. Listen, how are you?
5: Hello. I'm Hello. great. How are you? Thank, thank you for having my call.
0: Oh, sure. Thank you for calling.
5: Um, I just wanted to um, talk about the fighting for your marriage, um, fighting against divorce. I, I fought for my marriage. My ex-husband had... Um, Uh, an affair, multiple affairs. Um, I separated from him two times, uh, pre before the final third time. Um, I will say that I have two children and, um, they lived for that time in our marriage. I was married for 11 and a half years. My son was nine and my daughter was four when I separated and for the final time. And, um, I tell you, it, as hard as it is, it, it is like a death. It is truly a death, especially when you are in love with that person and that person breaks your heart. However, when you spend your life building a family and you have children and you teach them to love their their father or their mother, um, you know, you have to continue that regardless of the the personal uh, ways that you feel inside, because that relationship is very different. Unless of course there's behavior towards that child that is, that is risking their health, the child's health. Hmm. Um, And I did not ever want to tarnish the image that my children's father had in their eyes. Um, So I kept those things personally to myself, and I answered questions, you know, to my children that were, you know, small, simple. And I looked at my marriage ending as now a corporate type of entity where we had an investment in our children.
0: Brenda, if you can hold it right there, fascinating story. And I know there's more to it. We just have to take this unmovable break right now. So thank you for understanding. And we have Lynn and Holly and Marsha and Daniel and Kathy. We're going to get to as many as we can today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. (music) Wonderful to have you starting your week, your radio listening week with us here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio talking about did you fight your divorce, and we are talking with Brenda in Maryland, and Brenda has given us a lot of details. Maybe you can just back up a few seconds, Brenda, and then just complete what you were going to say, and then Debbie and I might have uh, something to share about that. Thanks for your patience, by the way.
5: Oh, of course. Um, So uh, what I was speaking about was um, making sure that my children, um, to the best of my ability, did not feel... um, the trauma um, that was happening inside of me personally. Um, they are raised to love their father. Um, they, I continued to do the best I could to be strong for them, and I took the time that they were with their other, you know, they were, they were with my ex husband to uh, take the time for me. Uh, not everyone has that opportunity. I, I understand that this was just with mine. Um, and there was a lot of hurt. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, my, my ego was very hurt, but it's, you know, I tied that Mm -hmm. to my heart, right? Right. We all do that. Um, but as time goes, as time goes on, you know, the continually, you know, ability to forgive, because if we don't forgive, we cannot grow, move on and love again. Right. And, you know, I'm in a wonderful marriage now. I've been married to my second husband for 21 years. And um, we are perfect for each other. And there is love after love. We are made to love. And when I go to my grandchildren's birthday parties, my ex husband and his uh, wife, which is one of the women, that my ex-husband had an affair with, which happens to be my neighbor, but that's thin on it. Hmm. Um, um, I hug them, I embrace them, and I feel no ugliness or anger or bitterness to them. Right. Um, so that is my story. Hmm. It, it with yeah. with God's help and real faith and the ability to forgive, because we're just human beings and we all make mistakes. And I don't mm-hmm. believe in my heart that my ex-husband ever meant to break my heart. That's the bottom line. There's some mm-hmm. sort of a, something he dealt with inside of himself um, that he was responsible for. And that mm-hmm. wasn't my fault. So, but
1: well, I, and Brenda, let me just comment on a couple of things that that's a very mature way of, of handling it. And I love how you practiced forgiveness and, and you are able to do that and, and work through it that I, you will, I, I think it's, it's safe to say you're, you're kind of a rarity um, in that situation. Cause a lot of times, you know, you don't have that same um, response back, right? Like um, in in like in my case, I tried very hard never to say a disparaging word against my uh, former husband, especially in front of the the kids. Uh, however, he didn't offer me that same type of uh, charity back, um, and it was brutal. And so, when you have the, you know that again, personalities matter and how it works out. You are very very fortunate that it has um, it has progressed in this way. Um, I I commend you. I I I think you're amazing to be able to be with um, uh, your former husband and and this this woman that he married um, that ultimately, obviously, was you know uh, responsible in part for breaking up your marriage. Um, that's that's it, that is the testament to you and your ability to forgive. Um, I think we all should pr- try to practice that. But that's that's another. <laughs> Another problem with why God, I believe God hates divorce, because it is so humiliating, devastating, brutal, um, traumatic. I mean, you keep, go on and on with all the negative um, effects of it. Any last comments, Brenda? Um,
5: no, I just, I, the, the, the last thing I would like to tell anybody that might be going through this or finding themselves questioning it is that, um, you know, seek some counseling, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, do what you can
6: right.
5: and then ultimately, you know, you will be told. I mean I was told, God, I got my signs, I prayed very hard and you will be you will be pointed in the right direction and never never doubt yourself or your person. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and get stronger in your faith and practice the virtues like you did. You know, forgiveness and and charity and love and I mean everything that goes that that what God wants us to do to advance as as people. And I agree with you, Brenda. Uh, way to go! That that's awesome. The way you you guys have m- managed to make this um, a positive for everybody involved. What do you say, yeah. Jer?
0: I I agree completely, Brenda. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of our broadcast today. We're going to continue along here. We'll get to as many of you as we can. Appreciate your patience. And Lynn in Albany, New York, is listening on Pox at Bonham Radio. Lynn, welcome to the broadcast today.
7: Thank you. Hmm? Um, I just want to share my story. is maybe unique in a lot of ways. But my husband and I actually divorced after twenty years of marriage, and I was the one that walked out on him. You know, I just had I just for many many reasons so I I had no intention of filing for divorce I just walked out got an apartment you know and um, and we had three teenage daughters at the time um, and so he was the one that filed for divorce I think mainly to protect himself and the kids because he wanted to make sure that you know we got money for child support and all. So he he filed the divorce papers and it took about two years for everything to get finalized. And by then I was already having second thoughts, but I still was not ready to come back. And So we we, we divorced and for about five years and all during that time, we were very amicable. I was close by. I got to see the kids, you know, and of course, eventually they went off to college. But anyway, after about five years of um, being separated, divorced, I, um, we decided to reconcile. Wow. And uh, and we actually went to our priest, who at the time knew our situation. And what he told me, which I kind of knew, but he said, oh, you don't have to do a thing as far as the church is concerned, because we were married in the Catholic church. He said, you don't have to do anything. So, But we did officially go to the Town Hall, and and um, we, you know, we got our new marriage license, remarried, and now um, every year we celebrate our anniversary on the original date that we got married,
1: mm-hmm. and
7: we're coming up on forty-five years now. Mm-hmm. Wow! And um, and one thing that I want to say, the best for me, the the best part of it for me is sharing our grandchildren. Like we now are now we're together, we're in the same house where my kids grew up, and. And we don't. Our grandchildren are far away, so we don't see them very often. So I, that's to me the the best part is that they they come and they spend you know a week or two with us at our house, and we're together. And I and to me that's the biggest blessing.
6: Mm-hmm. That
7: uh, <laughs> so wow. I just wanted to share that because I think um, hopefully because I agree with everything you said about divorce. It is it's it's just a it's it's a terrible thing. And um you know and I'm just fortunate that. For me, I think it was my husband that was willing to be the one to forgive.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, and you know what? Forgiveness is the key key element there, especially in your situation, Lynn. And you know what came to my mind when you were talking about, you know, being apart for that time and then coming back together um, and, and, you know, basically dating your marriage back to the, the initial marriage date is I just was thinking about people, our relationships with God sometimes. You know, sometimes... For whatever reason, we, we, we just say to God, you know what, I'm just not going to practice this relationship with you right now for a while um, for whatever reason, like I said. But, you know, God is always there. He's always waiting for us to come home. And when we do, it's really, it's really like nothing ever happened. I mean, the Lord forgives completely. And so that, that relationship is, is reestablished. And mm-hmm. just so uh, I can think I can speak for Debbie, we're just so happy to hear mm-hmm. how your story ha- is going right now.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the reconciliation. But Lynn, it's interesting. You said you were married for, for 20 years. You stepped out of the marriage. And then with time, there, there came forgiveness and then you reconciled. You know, it's interesting as you were sharing your story, the church actually, um, you know, with when you when you bring in priests or deacons to help with uh, a marriage that's ready to to end, they talk about that. They said they say take some time, take a healthy separation. Get if there's any if there are any other people involved, um, like with affairs or anything like that, um, adultery or anything like that. Get that get those people out of the circle, get them away from from the marriage, right? And take that time and see if there's a way to to reconcile. I couldn't agree more. I think that unfortunately, again, we're in a society where everybody rushes to end stuff or start something new. We're rushing, rushing, rushing. And we're not giving um, that time to just really process things, to, to have a healthy reconciliation and to grow and to, to advance um, into a level of forgiveness. So way to go, Lynn. That is awesome that you and your husband reconciled and now you're going strong. Yes, we are. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. beautiful, beautiful, yeah.
1: But wouldn't you agree with that, Jerry? That there's, there's too big of a quick, uh, there's too much of a rush to the exit door. It's like you see that exit and people just fly through it, and that's really a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, having never been married, I can still imagine what it would be like. You know, if you get to a point where there's this stress and strain on the, on the marriage, and you know, you're just like you, you just feel like you can't take another day of it. You know, and I think you're right. I mean, if you just kind of, I would think, you know, separating, being apart for a while, could really help you to realize just how much you actually do love that other person and you want exactly. to try to make it work. So
1: Exactly. And we just want to state, Jerry and I, we are very aware of of serious, uh, dangerous situations like abuse and other situations with drugs and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Please, we understand that. And the church is very clear about that. If you have to protect yourself and the children and you need to, to get away from a very um, dangerous situation, that you should do. Um, because our God wants us um, to be safe, and, and that's important. So, Jerry, um, let's hear what Holly has to say in northern Arizona on Sirius XM 130. And, Holly, I'm not sure what part of northern Arizona you're in, but I just heard there was a 3.2 earthquake last night, as maybe close to you. Did you hear that?
6: Um, actually, you know, I live in Mesa, but right now I'm up by Concho for work.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, there was a, an er- earthquake in uh, in Arizona. So, but uh, welcome, Holly, to Take Two.
6: Thanks. So, the reason I was calling is um, I divorced about five years ago now. And um, I had been married for 16 years. And at the time that I left my husband, I had had about a three-month affair. And, um, you know, I just... The only people that can really ruin a marriage are the only people in it. So the person I had the affair with had really no impact on my marriage breaking down because, you know, there are many ways to abandon a spouse without ever leaving the marriage. And I kind of cried out for many years for um, a better relationship and etc. And so, you know, it's like what Jesus said, you know, you get divorced for the hardening of your heart. My heart was very hard. My husband begged me to come back, and I was not interested because I had already known what abandonment from him was like. I was not interested in being abandoned again. Um, thereafter, we went to uh, I went to a divorce support group with a friend. Uh, they did the Rose Sweet book for Catholics who divorced. It was very interesting, the many participants in that group who had been divorced for like 20 years and were still so angry at their husband. I mean, it was primarily women they were so angry at their husbands for leaving them and the kids and you know i just i just want to remind people another woman will never make your husband leave you another husband another man will never make your wife leave you you will drive your spouse out of the marriage and there are ways that can break down but it's just you know i take responsibility for my actions it was interesting when i told my husband that i had had an affair and i was leaving him he said uh, well, he takes full responsibility for the breakdown of the marriage, which is just, I mean, in some instances, I want to say, yeah, that's absolutely right. It's your fault that I did this. But, you know, the fact is I made choices and I had a very ineffective way of communicating. And so, you know, we participated in the breakdown of our marriage. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. fight to get it back because I wasn't interested in being abandoned again by him. hmm
1: Right. So, where, so how are you today, Holly? Share with us today, Where? Where? what are your feelings about this right now, like looking back um, on everything?
6: So I think it's really important to say that there was never a moment that I've stopped loving him, and I will always want very, very good things for him. He's married, it appears to be, he's remarried, and it appears to be very happy. I'm in a happy relationship, um, although my partner has... Uh, a former wife who does everything in her power to just make everything awful because he divorced her. And it's one of those situations where, well, the divorce happened, but you're making a choice every day to make things worse. And so I look at our experiences, and I'm very thankful that my former husband realized that, you know, we were the ones who allowed our marriage to break down, not a relationship I had with someone else. Um, it made it very helpful because um, each other out. Um, he just helped me with my business, and etc. And so, by you know taking responsibility for our own actions, it helps things to be a lot better. You know, people who want things to be awful, it will be awful. People who want things to move forward, move forward. So, you know, whatever right. you're focusing on, well, if you just want to focus on that this is awful, then it's all, it is awful. I mean, it's awful to love him and never see him again, but I'm happy about that at the same
1: time. Well, Holly, let me ask you a question because I'm just I'm curious about this because, you know, obviously this is a, a, a Catholic um uh, network and a, and a Catholic, primarily Catholic show, or, although we have a lot of non-Catholics that listen to our show, um, which is wonderful, and, they, and they're part of the Take Two family, so that's great. So where are you spiritually? I'm curious. And where is your former husband spiritually now, today?
6: Very interesting. I was raised in the evangelical church, and um, I went to a Pentecostal Bible college, and I married someone, um, you know probably everyone at college would say it was unequally yoked to a man who had been raised in the Methodist Church, right? Mm -hmm. And the course of our marriage, religion and children were major issues for us. I wanted a family, and it turned out he just really, really didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really wanted church to be a family experience, you know, together, something we worship the Lord together, a cord of three yokes is not easily broken. and that was something that was not going to be part of his life. And for many years, I tried to live, like, quiet and peaceably and try to win him over by maybe, you know, this type of thing. And prob- um, following my divorce, I became involved. I have a relationship with a Catholic man who was divorced as well. Um, but... I have truly come to enjoy the traditions of the Catholic Church. I've had quite a few meetings with the priests in our parishes, or in our parish, um, because I have a lot of questions. You know, I guess the only thing I would say is, I wish instead of, like, this stupid premarital counseling book they gave us that we did, like, in six easy sessions with our minister, I wish they would have handed us the annulment paperwork and had us fill that out beforehand, because... Thinking about, everyone wants to think about how beautiful everything is going to be, but the fact is, your home of origin issues will play a huge part in your relationship, and your expectations of what happens as a family for worship or otherwise end up playing a much larger role than I ever could have anticipated with, well, we're so happy and in love, right? And love will cover a multitude of sins. I mean, growing up in the evangelical church, I'd heard just a lot of Scripture twisted to control women. And so it was kind of unpacking a lot. Uh, the Rose Sweet class was very helpful in kind of taking a, a more metered look at what had happened and how I felt and stuff. Um, right now, I've probably have been attending three years at a evangelical Catholic church in Mesa, and I find it to be a beautiful body of believers. Um, and so right now, I'm just kind of enjoying that fellowship and exploring what uh, joining the church there would be like. Hmm.
0: Well, Holly, you just anticipated what I was going to suggest, and you, you, you've already, you're have already you already ahead of me on that one, and it seems like you kind of have a sense already of what you want to do or what you should do, uh, especially with uh, the new uh, relationship that you have, I, I believe you said, with the Catholic man who was also divorced. So there's going to have to be some paperwork done on all of this, but none of it is outside the realm of possibility. But the key, I think, is going to be to do everything the right way. If you've met with your pastor, certainly he has let you know what the steps should be and you're definitely going to be in our prayers. You know, God loves you so much, and he loves all those you know the people you've mentioned on this call right here. And we have a Take-Two family around the world that prays for all of our listeners, each other every day, Holly. So be assured of the prayers of all of those who have been hearing your call right now and ours, too, from the Take-Two show and our team here at EWTN. God bless you, Holly. Appreciate the call. Just want to mention quickly that EWTN has Mother Angelica Live Classics on Tuesday night at 8 Eastern Time on EWTN television and radio. Our founders, Mother Angelica, shares her timeless wit and wisdom. And tomorrow night, Our Lady gave St. Simon Stock the brown scapular, which is a promise that those in a state of grace wearing it will be saved. And Mother talks about the scapular's history. That's Mother Angelica Live Classics tomorrow night, 8 Eastern Time on EWTN Radio and Television.
1: We still have a lot of calls um, on the line, so we'll go. Uh, we're going um, pick to pick up the pace a little bit and go to Daniel in Boston, Massachusetts, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Daniel. Well, thanks for waiting and welcome to Take Two.
3: Hello, Jerry and Debbie. I am divorced and annulled after a serious attempt on my life. Um, I fought for custody for my children because of their mother's severe mental breakdown. Um I also fought for a family property that um, they had purchased in World War One and I had started significantly contributing to since from the age of twelve. I agree that divorce is brutal. I probably still have some PTSD reactions from it. Um, I had a fabulous psychologist, a wonderful Jesuit spiritual director. I still have some sadness that, um, about the system, I had a 40-page typewritten single-space rebuttal to the Guardian ad litem's report, which I was not supposed to see and was fined by the court because my lawyer felt it was the right thing to let me see it. Um, I had a young man, court stenographer, who very professionally uh, transcribed everything on as it was said, both on my side and my soon-to-be ex's side. I had a young female foot stenographer who somehow left out some very important things that I had to say in the trial. Um, I am very grateful for the healing uh, and compassion shown to me during my annulment, and I do harbor some sadness that way back in 1958 My mother did not meet the stringent qualifications for a divorce. Uh, They were both miserable all their lives. And, um, you know, that resentment includes the fact that many mainstream, mainline denominations had a significant influence Mm -hmm. on that law coming into effect. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's all I Mm -hmm. have to say. Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, Daniel. Let me let me just comment on a couple of things because we're kind of um, we're up against the clock here for the show, um, but but. I just wanted to say that this goes back to this, you know, Holly mentioned it about being evenly yoked. It also goes back to when people come into the marriage with um, a lot of their past wounds and baggage, right? And and this is the reason why I, I actually got into life coaching um, 23 years ago, is because I, I'm a firm believer that people, you know, we should remove the, the stigma that people think, oh, you have to go to counseling, or you have to go to coaching. I believe every Everybody should be in counseling and coaching as soon as they enter into any type of relationship because you have other people's um, uh, their their personality, what they have grown up with, you know and that's tough when you when you try to mesh that together into what we call, you know, a relationship and a family. And so it's very interesting, Daniel, that you were bringing up um, the, the uh, serious situation about your former wife and what she dealt with. And you know, that is so true. And I think other callers mentioned it as well. And so on social media, you bring this into the marriage. That's why it's important that there's a lot of conversation prior to walking down that aisle. Um, Because once you, you know, people always say, oh, when we get married, it'll get better. Or, oh, when we get married, things will change. Oh yeah, they definitely change and not for the better. And so it is, it is really an interesting thing that we're talking about today. And by the show of calls today, um, you're right, Daniel, you know, this can be triggering to so many of us with a bit of PTSD still lingering. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, we need to have these conversations before, uh, folks, um, you know, take that step into a very, a, a very, um, serious commitment, uh, that is supposed to laugh, uh, last a lifetime, right. Uh, for marriage. Um, and, and it's important that we have these conversations. So Daniel, thank you for contributing. Jerry.
0: I have nothing to add to what you said right there. I thought that was beautiful. And Daniel, thank you for the call and being part of the program today. We are just seconds away from hearing the closing music for the show. So unfortunately, Marsha, you've been holding a long time in Toledo. Please feel free to email us your story if you're so inclined. It's take2 at EWTN.com. And also Joe in South Carolina. Uh, You're welcome to do the same as well. Or... We always have an unscripted show during the month, and we have one coming up uh, before too long. So, unscripted is you can call in about anything that you want. So, Marcia and Joe, keep that in mind. In the meantime, I want to thank the show team: Ace McKay, our producer. Thank you, Ace. Matt Gabinski is on the phones. Michael McCall was on social media today. Tomorrow, we are going to have a show about: Are you a collector of anything? We oh. titled the show "Little Red Corvette." <laughs> what are you a collector of? I used to collect coins. I don't know what I happened to in my collect- coin collection.
1: I used to collect pigs. <laughs> I did. I'll tell you a story about it. It's hilarious. I know we're going
0: to have a lot of people call in tomorrow. should be a fun show.
1: Yeah, yeah, this will be a good one. We'll, we'll learn all about each other's addictions. Okay, so here um, we just wanted to say thanks, you guys. We love you so very much, uh, the Take Two family until tomorrow. Have a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.